Hello and welcome to the But Mostly Eating podcast, a podcast all about food, health, wellness, and everything in between. My name is Tori and I am a holistic health coach focused on food freedom, intuition, and body image. I am so glad you're here. I hope you enjoy this episode and let's do this. everyone and welcome back to another episode of the But Mostly Eating podcast. My name is Tori. Um, it's been a minute since I've talked to you guys, which I will go into detail about in another episode. But for today, I have a human design and manifestation expert named Rachel on the podcast. We talk all about human design. What is it? How you can use it in your life? What the different types of it mean? And all of that fun stuff. You guys are going to be so interested and ready to learn all you can about human design and what it is. And so I'm so excited to talk to Rachel and I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the But Mostly Eating podcast. I'm so excited today because I have a really exciting guest. She is a manifestation and human design coach, Rachel Graham. Yay! Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, So why don't we just get right in and introduce yourself and what you do and all that fun stuff? Oh, yes, totally. So yeah, like you said, I'm a manifestation and human design coach. And basically what that means is I help I help people manifest lives they love. I actually started out as a health coach and uh, that made its way more into life coaching and manifestation, human design. Those were two, two tools that I had been using in my own life to go from living a life that just felt pretty out of alignment, uh, working a nine to five job that didn't fill me up to uh, realizing that I had the power to create a life that really did fill me up. So yeah, that's what I do a little bit about me. Um, I could go on if you'd like me to, but do it. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll, we'll yeah. get into, we'll get into everything. Amazing. I love that so much. I am a health coach as well, and I can already feel it leading into more like women empowerment and manifestation and all that, like totally. kind of an intuitive, like a little on the woo-woo side of things, but that's what I love. <laughs> and so that's why we're here. Amazing. So I, uh, telling you, I am super interested in human design because I feel like it's kind of taking that intuition and that like manifestation and like all that stuff to the next level. So why don't we just start from the beginning and like, what is human design? What does it mean? Just all the nitty gritty stuff. <laughs> yeah, totally. I love it. Um, yeah. So my favorite way to describe human design is that it is a tool for self-discovery. It's a system for understanding your energy. So if you think about your, yourself as an energetic being, your DNA is different from my DNA. I mean, we're built differently and that means our energy is going to be different. And when it comes to manifestation, manifestation is simply an energetic exchange. And so human design, what I love about human design is that it's a map for understanding our own energy so that we can not only live our truth and tap into our purpose and feel good, but be able to manifest with ease because it all comes back to energy. And uh, to, to break down human design a little bit, a little bit more, it's a, it's a system made up of four Uh, Four ancient systems, including Western astrology, the Hindu chakra system, uh, the I Ching, and the Kabbalah. So I really like to to see human design as kind of like this modern translation of these beautiful ancient systems that have been around for years and years. And it's the modern translation, but it's also the system that groups all of these systems together so that we can easily apply it to our life. Amazing. That sounds so interesting. And I love that, that it's a combination of all of that stuff because a lot of people, when I've tried to explain it, like I'm not an expert, I'm like, oh, it's this combination of everything, but it's really intense and it tells you everything you need to know. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's so good. Okay. So amazing. So there's 
four parts of the human design. And then there's also different designs for like each person in theory. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, I will say like human design is a complex system. So uh, I'm going to simplify it as we move forward. Uh, But essentially what you start with when it comes to your human design chart and and even to backtrack, uh, to find your human design chart, like astrology, you'll need your birthday, your birth time, and where you were born. So very similar to astrology, you just plug those things in. Uh, there are several sites that you can uh, use to look up your design, including geneticmatrix.com, uh, Jovian Archive, My Body Graph. Uh, so yeah, once you find your chart, the first thing you want to start with is your energy type. And that's what you were referring to as like, there are five different designs in human design. And what that means is there are five different energy types. And an energy type is uh, it, it describes your aura. So an art Our auras are these energetic fields uh, that extend, you know, up to like three feet um, Mm. past our body. Things obviously we can't see, uh, but it's even coming up in in science with like quantum physics. And we're seeing like the, the, we're seeing that we do have this energy field. And so with human design, Uh, there are five different energy types and those describe the different characteristics of our energy fields. And essentially what an energy type is, is it's like, how do you exchange energy with the world? How do you relate to your environment? How do you relate to others? So uh, there is, to name all the energy types, there's generators, which make up the majority of the population. There's manifestors, Uh, projectors and reflectors and there's a hybrid um, which is manifesting generators which is that's what I am a combination of a generator and a manifester that's what I am as well (laughs) cool awesome um which we can maybe talk about my like reading later I pulled it up and I'm like this looks interesting I have no idea what any of it means I'm so excited so how did you first get into like human design Yeah. So I heard about it on a podcast and that's how I heard about it too. (laughs) Yeah. It really uh, about two, actually three years ago, probably I heard about it on a podcast and it instantly interested me because the basis of it was not another personality test uh, rather it was a map into understanding yourself and not only understanding, but stripping away all the conditioning we pick up in society, like the limiting beliefs, uh, the things we learn from parents, teachers, society, uh, and yeah, it just instantly drew me. And I started learning more about it simply for myself, just so I could figure out how to create my dream life. Uh, And that led to one thing and another. And then I started teaching it. Amazing. I love that so much. I think it's because, you know, personality types can change, like your Myers-Briggs can change, your disc personality, that can all change. Astrology is, I think, a little more rooted, but like, if I understand human design correctly, it's literally like, this is you from when you were born. And I think maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong, like it starts to happen before you're even born, like based off of like your mom's time. I don't know, maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, so that does play um, play a piece. Uh, what I like, how I like to look at it, and this is very similar to astrology, is that you know astrology is the science and recognition of patterns. And so when you're putting your birth time, your birth location, birthday in, um, that those coordinates in a sense create this pattern of what was going on in the universe. Um, and what, if you pull up your astrology birth chart, you'll see that pattern. And, and yeah, when you, when you look at that, you can see how unique that time was 
And of course that time and um, that pattern is going to affect your energy. Um, so yeah, the cool thing is that it's rooted into you. It doesn't mean that you have to believe everything. The cool thing about human design is that it's, it's meant to be an experiment. So you try something on, see if it resonates, if it doesn't leave it, but the experiment is what leads to self-discovery, uh, which is, which is the fun part. Cause I always noticed with personality tests, I was like, okay, so this is what I am now. What do I do with it? Yeah. And human design actually gives you a map for, okay, this is your, this is your energy. Now this is how you're meant to use it. This is how you're meant to make decisions. This is how you're meant to tap into your purpose, et cetera, et cetera. Amazing. That's, it's so interesting. And I, I am like that too. I'm like, okay, I'm whatever INFJ, like I, okay. And so what, like, what does that mean moving forward? That's awesome. And so there's like several different parts of human design there's like your type which is like the five plus the hybrids and then there's like your how you like your strategy and your like sacral like chakra thing that it connects to and then all that other stuff so all of that can combine and like give you this map essentially yeah totally yeah so if you if you pull up your chart you'll notice that it's kind of the outline of a person, not quite. And if you're familiar with the chakras, you'll see these different shapes in your chart, which is what you just uh, touched on with the sacral energy center. That's what mine is. I'm like looking at it now. That's why I came out. (laughs) Yeah. So the, the human design system is quite complex. So you'll notice all these different parts. You'll notice numbers, you'll notice lines in your chart. And so, you know, just like with everything, it's, it's kind of like learning a new language. So you have to start by understanding every piece on its own. And then once you understand all the pieces, you combine it into this big map, this big picture, and you can see how they all work together, which is the fun part. Amazing. And so using this, like once you've learned it, how can you then use it to manifest or use it to become empowered or step into your power? Like how, what are the areas that it like, is like, okay, now this is your plan (laughs) based off of your type. Yeah. Yeah. So what I recommend if you're new to human design is always to start with your energy type. So how you exchange energy with the world your strategy, which is how you're meant to use your energy in alignment and your authority, how you're meant to make decisions. And so if you start with those three things, then it's going to immediately kickstart your manifestation journey. Because if you begin to listen to those three parts and Uh, make changes accordingly, then you'll start to live and act and use your energy in alignment. And that's really the key with manifestation. Um, So often we're not living in alignment. We're not taking action that aligns with our manifestations, our desires, our dreams, because we have like some conditioning holding us back. Maybe we don't feel like we're good enough. That was one that really played Um, in my head for a long time, I'm not good enough. I don't know what to do. I'm not capable. Or maybe it's something more deep rooted. Like if I go after my desires, then that means I'm selfish. That comes up a lot for generators. Um, this, this fear of selfishness. So yeah, I mean, we can dive into the different, uh, I would love to dive into the different energy types (laughs) because it really does start. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah, cool. Well, I'll, I'll share like um, a couple sentences on each energy Perfect. type. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah, so I'll start with generators because they make up about 70% of the population. So generators, and this includes manifesting generators as well, uh, your, your energy is defined by your sacral center, which you just uh, touched on. And your sacral center in your human design chart is not the very bottom shape, it's um, right above the bottom shape. And when it's defined, it's colored in and it's red. Um, And so every energy center in your human design chart, just like chakras, they align with kind of a figurative, part of life, an area of your life, as well as a a literal part of your body. So your sacral center um, is all about 
creation, life force, desire. Um, and it corresponds with your gut and your sexual organs. And so for a generator, one of the things that really defines them is that you need to be doing what lights you up. And when you are doing what lights you up, you are going to create more energy. And when you create more energy, that not only moves you forward, but it also moves the collective forward because you're kind of in your zone of genius. You're doing what lights you up. And for many generators, that can sound selfish. So I always like to tell generators, like pursue what lights you up. Um, it's selfless to be selfish because you have gifts to share when you're doing what lights you up. Um, and yeah, that's a, that's a little I love that. overview yeah. on generators. <laughs> generators are these like amazing, magical, sparkly beings. Um, and, and there's so many of them. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. They're yeah. We, we need generators to be, to be pursuing what lights them up. Cause it really does. It creates energy and we need energy as a collective to, For to sure. build things, to create. If you think of 70% of the population doing what they truly love and what lights them up, I mean, we would live in a totally different world. It would be amazing. I know. Yeah, for sure. Um, that That's definitely the goal. Like if yeah. you're a generator <laughs> and you're living in alignment, then you're going to experience deep satisfaction. Um, but if you're a generator and you're not living in alignment, AKA not living your design, you're likely going to feel frustrated. And that's where a, a majority of the population does feel a sense of frustration, um, especially when it comes to work. So we sure. want to shift to that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, generators have this ability to really attract everything they, they desire into their lives. Um, so next up are, um, Projectors. Projectors are about 35% of the population, give or take. And projectors are uh, their process for work and using their energy is very different from generators, the majority of the population. So for projectors, that sacral center is going to be undefined, which means it's not going to be colored in. That means even if they're doing what lights them up, that they're not necessarily creating more energy. So they have energy, but they're not going to create more energy um, doing what lights them up, even though it's important for them to do what lights them up. As a projector, it's really important to be efficient with your energy because you're not creating more energy. And so for that reason, most projectors, rather than being kind of like the worker bees that generators often are, they become um, more of the guides or the directors. Um, so we're often seeing projectors becoming like the new CEOs of the world. Okay. They're good at delegating mm -hmm. and mastering systems, um, mastering specialties, mastering efficiency, really knowing how to apply energy, where to guide it, which is really freaking cool. We all need yeah. a guide. We need like the projectors <laughs> sure. in my life, give me the best advice. But unfortunately, most projectors are living in this society where you're like meant to go, go, go like 60 plus hour work weeks or, uh, you know, so mm -hmm. <laughs> for projectors, the best thing that they can do is really just to slow down and master a system. Love and it. honor their energy. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. And they're amazing. And if you are surrounded by projectors, you're, you're a lucky person. Um, next up are manifestors. So manifestors are about 8% of the population and historically ma manifestors were like the conquerors, the leaders, the rulers mm -hmm. of the world. And so even though they're only 8% of the population, um, a lot of the conditioning that we receive is actually from manifestors because they were in those positions of power. They were leading. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, all of the energy types can 
receive conditioning and bump up against a way of living that doesn't align with their design. But, uh, but traditionally we are conditioned to be most like manifestors. So manifestors are uh, like the trailblazers of the world. Uh, they are, they have what is called a repelling aura meaning they're either gonna really attract their people who are gonna follow them, follow the path they're, they're paving, or they're gonna repel people. So it is a little bit polarizing, this energy. Uh, if you are not a manifester, it's helpful to know that, you know, it's okay if you don't <laughs> vibe with a manifester. Um, that's normal. And if you are a manifester, know that not everybody is gonna follow with along with you. <laughs> and yeah, one of the biggest things for manifestors to learn is to release the need to people please and to release mm. the need to be liked by everyone and just be you, pave that path forward. You you don't have to fit a mold. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge one. Everyone yeah. wants to be liked. <laughs> I know. I know we all want to be liked. We want to look good. Mm-hmm. Uh and luckily human design is like a nice tool for starting to let those things go. For sure. Nice yeah. release. <laughs> yeah. So lastly, uh, before we get into the hybrid, uh, lastly, we have reflectors and they are 1% of the population. Uh, they, if you look at their chart, all of their energy centers are white um, and they're really here to be a mirror, uh, a mirror for society showing us where we are collectively in alignment, where we're not and kind of similar to manifesting generators, uh, reflectors are able to kind of shape shift and adapt based on their environments. Uh, but yeah, throughout time, reflectors have really been like the sage, the uh, guide, but in a different sense. Any energy type can be a guide or a leader, but reflectors have the potential to uh, create a lot of wisdom and share that with the world because they are just constantly mirroring what's going on. So we have reflectors. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) If you know a reflector, you're a lucky person as well. Um, and then lastly, we have manifesting generators, which is what we are. So that's a hybrid of a generator and a manifester. Ultimately you are a generator because your sacral center is defined Uh, But depending on your chart, you will have leveling amounts of manifestor energy in you. So Mm. still really important for you to be be following what lights you up. Uh, But for manifesting generators, it's helpful to know that uh, it's really common to be multi-passionate. Uh, to have like two, I hear that. (laughs) Yeah. To have two to three different interests and also to really know that your path is non-linear. So it's going to go up here and then down here to another interest. And that interest might not last very long, but it'll lead you to the next place. And so your process is kind of jumping all over the place and to just root into like, that's normal and okay is one of the best things you can do as a manifesting generator. No, that's so funny because that has been my life, <laughs> especially in yes. the last couple of years. I've just been like jumping around from job to job and like changing my life path like a million times. And a lot of people are like, Tori, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's all good. Like, don't, don't even worry about it. Like I'm going to figure it out. And so that's like kind of needed that <laughs> validation a little bit. Oh, yes. I think every manifesting generator needs that validation. And I imagine based on where you've jumped from place to place that every place you stopped, uh, it led you to the next place. Oh, 100%. Every time you're getting closer and closer, uh, maybe even receiving that satisfaction, that is your signature. Yes, 100%. That's so interesting and and so spot on. (laughs) And so... So I'm like more on the generator side with my sacral being the one that's like filled in. So for each one, is it um, like this, like every generator has their sacral chakra, every manifestor has a different chakra. Like, is it that one or does it kind of change based off of like when you were born, the like month, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, 
Yeah, the cool thing about our human design charts, just like what I said in the beginning, like our DNA, is they're all going to be unique, even if you're the same energy type as someone else. And so, yeah, the one consistent <laughs> factor for generators and manifesting generators is that you will always have that sacral center colored in. It, it's always going to be red, defined. Uh, and aside from that, though, um, I have have so many charts in my database and I've seen such variation between which energy centers are colored in, which aren't. So it really does depend on when you were born. So interesting. I love how it could like goes in hand in hand with that. And so question on that, like I'm a Sagittarius, November birthday. So is every like November late birthday, are they all going to mostly be like manifest manifesting generators or like, does it change? Um, like, you know, are all Leo's going to be, you know, projectors or whatever it is like just based off of the time. Yeah. Well, it really is going to depend on not only the exact birth time, but also where you were born. Okay. Because that's going to create shifts in your chart. And I've even seen playing with my chart. Um, if I change my birth time just like five minutes or like a little bit more than that, mm -hmm. I'll notice a few changes in my chart. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so that's text why your moms, you, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Every time I um, start looking at someone's uh, human design chart, they're like, okay, wait, let me text my mom. <laughs> but if you can't, if you can't, um, if you can't do that, it's, it's depending on where you live, you can potentially look up or, or order your birth certificate. Uh, there's definitely ways around it. This is going to be the new uh, like dating thing instead of like, let me text your mom to see what your like moon and rising is. And let me text your mom to see what your human design type is. Oh, yes. Yes. And so like, can you use human design like in like relationship compatibility or does it not kind of like go on that level? Yeah, totally. The thing that I like about human design versus astrology is that uh, it there aren't necessarily types that are going to be more compatible than others. Um, compatibility is really going to lie in you understanding the other person and their energy and how they function and vice versa, which I think is way, I think it's cooler. Because I like that you, so much more. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Kind of with the, the, uh, astrology and pop culture around astrology. It's like, Oh, if you're a Capricorn, you can't be with uh, a Scorpio, right. Leo, whereas you could be with anyone you want to be with. It really just comes back to like, are you both coming together? I love that. Yeah. I like that a lot more because people are like, Oh, I can't date you. You were, you're a male August Leo. And it's like, well, what does that really mean? Like, are you, you're still a good person? I'm sure. Like, how do you communicate and everything matters a lot more, but yeah, I like that human design is kind of different on that front. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And even with astrology, like, so your energy type in human design is kind of like your sun sign in astrology. And even with your birth time with astrology, like your sun sign is only highlighting a very small part of your birth chart. There's so many other elements in your birth chart. So you could be say like, you know, an August male Leo, but I don't know, your, your moon could be Pisces. You could totally. have like so many other different energies and signs in your, in your chart. Totally. I have done a deep dive on astro an astrology and all my friends now know me as that. And they always try to like get me to interpret their charts. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't cool. know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's super fun. Okay. So I did pull up my chart. If we want to yes. look at it, would it be better to share my screen or just like read it to you? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and share it. Yes. Perfect. Cool. So I look yeah. at this and I'm like, what? <laughs> I know. So most times when you look at your human design chart for the very first time, it looks like another language. It's confusing. And, and all of the, the lines normal. and the numbers and the, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's why I always say to people, start with your type, your strategy, your authority. You don't need to worry about the, the lines, the My numbers. incarnation cross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the reason behind starting with just your type strategy and authority is that if you follow those three things, you will naturally live in alignment with everything else in your chart. 
but I mean, if you're, if you're someone like me who just loves self-discovery, then it's like fun to learn and dive Same. deeper. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So I want to know what it all means. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'm taking a look. And so I mentioned earlier that there are different types of manifesting generators and you're a pure manifesting generator, which means that in your sacral center, uh, the number 34, uh, there's a line that connects from 34 all the way up to your throat center 20. And so that's, uh, it's a channel, it's the channel of charisma. And that's what makes a pure manifesting generator because your sacral center is connected to your throat center. Ooh, uh, so <laughs> yeah, so for to note that, um, some manifesting generators don't need to dive as much into like what it means to be a manifester. But since you're a pure manifesting generator, you know, I would always start with, you know, first starting with your, your, uh, generator side and then diving into manifester side. But okay. I mean, to start with, to start with you, uh, so, you know, a little bit about your type, um, your strategy is to respond. Basically what that means is that the wisdom, uh, the wisdom in you really lies in your body and more specifically, it lies in your gut. And so to respond means um, the more you do what lights you up, the more you allow things to come into your life, uh, the more opportunity you'll have to respond to opportunities. Um, mm -hmm. So what that means is rather than be a manifester who is meant to go out and just do it, make it happen, you're meant to really attract things into your circle to respond to because it's only in waiting to respond that you'll actually know what you have energy for. Ooh, okay. Sounds yeah. solid. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So you can think of your gut, your sacral center as like this shiny light. And when you're taking care of that light, it's going to attract, it's going to attract things into your life to respond to. Okay. I can dig that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you don't follow your strategy, oftentimes uh, what can happen is you fall into your not self. Your not self is who you are when you're not living your design. And the not self is uh, characterized by the emotion frustration. So I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you said yes to something immediately that was a, a, an actual no. Um, yes. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then you ended up feeling likely frustrated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Frustration as well, especially before I like really got into like, being intuitive and like all this kind of stuff, like frustration was probably one of my more dominant emotions. And that like makes sense if I wasn't living in my truth from this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So if you're not following your, your strategy will likely feel that. Uh, but if you are following your strategy, then you have more opportunity to live your signature, which is who you are when you are living your design, which is uh, characterized by the emotion of satisfaction. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we could, we could definitely talk about strategy just like all day, but For the sure. way I like to see strategy is really like, think of the universe is like, if you're in, this is a, an example that, um, Jenna Zoe, a human design expert used. I love it. Um, think of yourself as in a dressing room and rather than go out and pick, you're picking all of the, your outfits, things to try on, uh, think of the universe as being like your personal stylist, giving you things, options mm -hmm. to respond mm -hmm. to. Okay. I think like of that. it in that way too. Yeah. That's a great, yeah. uh, metaphor or analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. <other> one? <laughs> and your authority, that's how you're meant to make decisions. That's also connected with your sacral center. So you want to make decisions based on the level of excitement you feel in your gut. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can try. <laughs> Some generators are very attuned to this and others are disconnected. It really does depend on like you know, your background, mm -hmm. uh, what you learned growing up. Uh, but what I find to be helpful when it comes to connecting with the sacral center is to connect to sound. 
And um, so most generators are very connected to sound rather than words, because again, we want to get out of the mind, which is all about logic and reasoning, and we want to get into the body. And so we can do that with sounds. And so if you, if you have a decision you need to make, connecting with your sacral center and kind of asking yourself, is it a uh-huh? Is it a uh-uh? Or is it a hmm? And even just going through those, you know, those different sounds, you can mm -hmm. kind of be like, okay, yeah, I, I, my mind is telling me I should do this. It's a good opportunity. I'll, I'll miss out if I don't do it. But in my body, it just feels like a uh-uh. Okay. Interesting. I love that. That's so interesting. See, I usually feel decisions more in my throat chakra, but I'm going to try and transition it to my, to my sacral. <laughs> mm, yeah. And that could, that could be something that stays present too, especially because you've got the sacral connected to the, to the mm -hmm. throat. Um, I'm curious, what is that when it comes to decisions? What does, what is your experience with the throat? It's just, I, it feels tighter and it feels more intense right there. And like, I can feel the pressure on it. And then when it feels like, that's like a, the no. And then when it doesn't feel that I'm like, oh, this is good. This is a yes. Like I literally want to say it because I'm like, yes, like, you know, so just unblocked, but I've always been like very connected to my throat chakra. I mean, I've had like thyroid problems and everything. So like, I think it's all connected with that. Um, but I like the idea of like, maybe using that line to connect it all. Yeah, totally. You can almost feel like you're pulling every, all the wisdom from your sacral center up to your throat. Yeah. Oh, love it. Cool. So cool. And it's interesting that you bring up like really focusing on the throat center because of thyroid uh, issues surfacing. And that's the, the cool thing about human design is uh, when you aren't living your design, often that will manifest in specific parts of your body. So if you're not using your throat, could affect uh, your thyroid. For a lot of generators, when they're not pursuing what lights them up, they're not saying, they're saying yes to the no's and they're not saying yes to the yeses. What can manifest is uh, gut issues. So I personally had gut issues, uh, which turned into cystic acne, uh, a whole a whole list of things, hormone issues. So yeah, if you, if you are noticing anything physical into your body, it's helpful to connect that physical part of your body to the energy center it corresponds to and see, is this energy center, am I living in alignment with this energy center? Is it healthy? I love it. It's, it's all so connected. And it, like, when you first start talking about it, people are like, okay, you're just like talking about a bunch of nonsense. Like it's all like whatever. And I'm like, no, it's like literally everything is connected. It's this holistic element of it. And it's, it seems a little out there and strange, but when you start thinking about it, like it becomes so like intuitive of like, yeah, this is all connected and I can fix it. <laughs> I can work with it instead of against it. Right. Totally. And even if something doesn't sit with you, at least you're going through the discovery process, totally. experiment, ex experimenting, because the only thing that experimentation is going to do is going to teach you more about yourself and how Absolutely. to work with your energy. 100%. Yeah. I love that so yeah. much. Yes. Yeah. So aside from your type strategy and authority, I'll touch on your profile because profile is one of my favorite things. Okay. And... I, your profile is one three. And so what that means is that, uh, in human design, your profile is, can mean many different things. I like to look at it as how to not only work with your energy, but how to discover your purpose. It's like, if you follow <laughs> these recommendations or, or, uh, actions, behaviors that align with your profile, it's easier to tap into your purpose. So the way Amazing. you find your profile is it's going to com be composed of two different numbers and each number represents a different archetype. Okay. Uh, there are six lines, six different archetypes, and those six different archetypes make up 12 different profiles. And so the first line in your profile, which is a one that corresponds to um, the 
uh, I like to call the first line as like the explorer and traditionally in human design, it's the investigator. And that's the conscious side of your profile. So conscious is going to be what you see in yourself, more corresponding with the mind. And then the second number in your profile is a three, which I call a three, the experimenter. Traditionally in human design, it's called the martyr. And that's going to be the unconscious line in your profile. So other people may see that more in you than you see it in yourself. It's something you grow into. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, with the first <laughs> <I> line, <love laughs> uh, the investigator, um, typically anyone who has a first line in their chart, you love to learn, you love to get to the bottom of things. It's really important for you to use knowledge as a way of navigating through life. And That's true. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to check in with you on that. That's true um, for sure. <laughs> yeah. First lines really love uh, using knowledge, learning, as a way of navigating the world. Uh, and then the third line is uh, the experimenter, the martyr, all about trial and error. Basically, if you have a three in your chart, then you're here to gather and collect experiences, uh, which turns into experiential wisdom. So for many people okay. with third lines, it can feel like a lot of failure when in reality, it's more so trial and error, trying something out, taking messy action, collecting feedback. And that feedback over time becomes wisdom and understanding what works and what doesn't. That is speaking directly to me right now. <laughs> mm. Been in this uh, like phase of life where it feels like everything's kind of going wrong a little bit, but like I, I know, you know, looking even from like a couple months ago that I'm going to look back and be like, no, I learned and I grew and I'm wiser than I was when that first happened. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's definitely it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so I, my profile is a three, five. So I have that third line as well. And I feel you on it. Sometimes it just feels like a lot isn't working. Uh, but the beauty is that if you are taking messy action, you are gathering feedback uh, through failure, like failure is a great sign that you're leaning into your profile. And one thing that I say for all one threes, because I, I think this shows up a lot for one threes is that so often it can be tempting to stay in like your, like this figurative library where you just keep learning. I just need to keep learning. I don't know enough yet, but the third line in your chart is really asking you to uh, take messy action now. You don't know, have to know everything right now in this moment, but over time they will integrate. No, that's so true because I kept being like, I'm not ready. I still have more to do. I have more to learn. I have more like, I have to prepare myself better and like research this before I start. And then one of my business coaches was like, Tori, you just have to do it. Like, you're never going to be ready. You're never going to have everything figured out, like take messy action and just like do it. And I was like, oh, that's really scary, but okay. And then kind of, yeah, I've been going from there, but no, that's super interesting and super accurate. Um, yeah. Yeah. And when you take that life. messy action, <laughs> I, I imagine that you actually get to share all the beautiful knowledge you've been collecting, all the knowledge that's really going to support other people. It's been easier to share than I thought it was going to be because, yeah, I had been gathering and accumulating everything. So, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Super interesting. Uh, well, this is all great. And so everyone can use like their types to then manifest like their lives or like use it to work with your life better for your career and your relationships and your like overall life purpose <laughs> and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, you can use it for everything, relationships, uh, work, money. Money has been a fun one for me to look into my human design to see how I'm meant to attract money, how I'm meant to sell, how to share my services. Uh, you can use it to learn more about your purpose. It's because it's such a complex system, it really does touch on like every area right. of your life, which it takes... I, I always would recommend like be patient as you learn because there's so much in your chart. But the fun thing is that if you're patient, there's always going to be something new to explore a different area of your life, a different part of your chart. Amazing. So if it's not like too much, like knowing like you're looking at my chart, we've gone over it. What would be like 
like, how would I use all of this moving forward? Yeah. So, and how can other people use theirs? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. So when it comes to getting started, like actually applying your human design to your life, one of my favorite things is to ask myself questions. Uh, And so to start, you can ask yourself, am I living my energy type? Uh, in order to live your energy type, it probably will help to learn more about what it means to be, you know, whether you're a manifester or a projector, but starting there, like, am I living this? And if you're not sure, then you can ask yourself, okay, well, where in my life am I experiencing my not self theme? So for you, that'll be frustration. Uh, but for a manifester, it'll be anger. For a uh, projector, it'll be bitterness, resentment. And for a reflector, it'll be um, disappointment. So you can really use the not self as a great gauge to see where you're in alignment, where you're out of alignment. Uh, and from that place, you can also start to just ask yourself, okay, do I understand my strategy? It really does take reflection and contemplation to master these parts of your charts. Cause so often like something like to respond is kind of unclear. Yeah. I'm like, I know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So in the beginning, it definitely takes some asking questions. Like, what does it mean for me to respond? Um, Same thing with authority. What does, what would it look like to tap into my, uh, my gut, my sacral center? What would that feel like? Um, And I would really just start there, just asking yourself questions and uh, learning more about your chart. Amazing. That is so, so cool. So I'm going to stop sharing so we can wrap up. But that was so interesting. Learned so much. And I just, I think like human design is like the next big like, (laughs) like thing, I think. (laughs) Oh, I, I am with you. I, it's here, it's really growing in popularity. And I'm so excited for more people to learn about their design because we truly do have this opportunity to all come back to what's in alignment for us to let go of the conditioning and the beliefs that don't serve us and to remember who we are and what we're here to do. Oh my gosh. I love that. So, so, so much. Um, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you'd like to share about human design and all that fun stuff? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's so many things we could touch <laughs> on in human it's gonna be design. It's like a 5-hour long podcast. <laughs> I know. I seriously could nerd out on human design all day. Uh, but for time purposes, um the uh, the only other thing I would recommend checking with your human design chart is um, to see whether you are a specific or non-specific manifester, and that will be determined based on, uh, the arrows at the top of your chart. So there's a bottom right arrow, and if it points to the left, then you're a specific manifester. So you're meant to get really specific and clear on what you're calling into your life, like down to all the details. I, on the other hand, am a non-specific manifester. So my bottom right arrow points to the right, Mm -hmm. which means rather than getting super attached to the details, like it has to be this specific car, this brand, this color, rather than get attached to those details, which is likely going to lead to frustration. It's important for non-specific manifestors to focus more on the essence the feeling of whatever you're calling in, the vibe. So that can be really, really helpful as you're starting your manifestation journey. Um, to, I to am a specific well. manifester, which cool. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, get specific about those details and uh, allow yourself to have them. I love it so much. That is amazing. Um, so there's a ton of resources for people to run their charts. I think you can just like Google human design chart 
and put in all your information. And then other than that, um, you know, where can people like find you once they, once they've run their charts and they're like, oh my God, I don't know what this means. Where can they find you? How can they work with you? Um, anything like that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So if you, if you do have any questions about your chart, feel free to message me on Instagram. That's the platform I'm on, uh, most consistently consistently. And that is, uh, my handle is Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M dot co. Yeah. So you can find me there. You can learn more about what I'm up to. You can learn more about human design manifestation. And of course, if you have questions, uh, feel free to message me there. I've got a bunch of free resources that I can send your way so that you can start to understand your chart. And so you can start to nerd out too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you can start to join in on the conversation and have five hour long chat. (laughs) Yes. Amazing. And all of that will be linked in the show notes um, below. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was amazing. I learned so much and I'm about to do like (laughs) a deep dive too. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was so so much fun chatting about human design manifestation and sharing it with, uh, with everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Rachel, for coming on the podcast today. It was so amazing. I am like knee deep in my human design chart, just trying to figure out what it means and how to use it. <laughs> I hope you guys are too. Um, everything for Rachel is linked below. And for me, you can find me on Instagram at but mostly eating. Find me on Gmail at butmostlyeating at gmail.com. My website is butmostlyeating.com. I would love it if you would go ahead and follow the podcast, rate, review, five stars only on Spotify and iTunes. And I will catch you guys next week. Have a happy weekend. Happy weekend.